Fresh Media Podcast, uh, take one. Uh, well, actually, it's not the first time he's doing a podcast, so uh, the, the reality is we wanted to have a, a candid conversation about salvation and what salvation means here. So with us, we've got today, we got Pastor Thomas Andrea, uh, we have Mahogany with us, don't know your last name. <laughs> <laughs> I know it. I can't pronounce Duval. it though. I know Duval. 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 Oh yeah, Duval. I knew it. I knew and then it. we got Faith Marie White. Yep. And then he's looking at me saying Wilkinson. Troy Wilkinson. Wilkinson. I, I say Wilkinson. That's hilarious. I say Wilkinson all the time. So, so we got Troy with us, but uh, <laughs> it's gonna be pretty cool. Uh, so we'll get this thing started. Salvation. Yeah. Who, who wants to kick the ball? Who wants to kick the uh, the initial start off? Ladies first. <laughs> Mahogany first. All right. <laughs> well, I was told that the topic was what salvation and what salvation means to me. Yes. To be completely honest, I was like, I don't know. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. What type of question is that? That's such a big question. <laughs> That's a huge question. Um, but I did some researching. So I don't know. I guess I'll write down. I'll say what I put. I said that. It's a personal rescue um, from harm, from lost or danger. That's what I got from the definition of what salvation is. Um, and then what it means to me is really the same thing. A rescue, um, a form of being freed from a bondage, which can be spiritual or a literal bondage, Um a lot of the help that I got for defining salvation is with the guy in the Bible. What's his name? Zacchaeus? Zacharias? Zacchaeus? Mm-hmm. Zacchaeus. 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 The little man in the tree. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of compared those two because um, he was a tax collector. And sometimes a tax collector is looked down upon. They're not liked. But let's say the tax collector lowers your taxes. That's a form of salvation from the person who had to pay those taxes. Oh, like, wow, that's good. You gave me a breather. So instead of paying $30 in taxes, I'm only paying five. That's a form of salvation. And it's kind of ironic because he ended up being saved by God. Please correct me if I'm wrong. I did a very quick deep dive. Um, And God was like, nope, I'm going to stay at your house tonight. When everybody was like, why would you stay at a tax collector's house? He was like, no, because you leave the 99 to go get the one. And that is a, that's salvation to me. It's um, one taking a risk on another and one accepting that you can trust that person taking the risk on you. So that's what that is for me. And I love that, that, um, that the first place you went to for, uh, for the information, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, I don't like to use the Bible as information, it's more transformation, but, Mm -hmm. um, but you went to your word. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, oh, I actually Googled, like, what does salvation mean first? Okay, so you went to Google first. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I went to Oxford's <laughs> Dictionary first. <laughs> Google then got. No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Just, we'll, have to, we'll have to edit what I said out. <laughs> <laughs> edit, edit all of that out. Oh, no. It's, um, hey, can you make sure that mic is on, that mic is on Okay. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh man, that's good stuff. The first thing I did was <laughs> Google what salvation means. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Do, do you think that do you think that sometimes the church maybe um, or we as people that we just we have lingo that we just think everybody yeah. knows already? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That. Especially for um, new believers, because like sometimes like newer churches they have newer believers mm-hmm. as well. So like and people. And older believers, they think that everyone, because they've been in the faith for so long, that they think that everyone who calls themselves a Christian knows what, mm-hmm. you know, what they know or whatever. And sometimes new believers, I mean, older believers, they don't know, like, what salvation means. Or, like, I was talking to one of um, the church leaders, and she was just like, that is true. Like, older people, like, they just, 
raised up and what their parents raised them in, and they just call themselves Christians and or believers, mm-hmm. and but they don't really actually know what that means. Right, because it, it's also another like kind of like a pride thing where it's like I know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about because yeah. I've done this for you know yeah. umpteen years. Yeah, but um, I guess for me like salvation is a little bit of a different because i am kind of a more or less newer believer Mm -hmm. um salvation really for me was a freedom yeah it was like i knew i was i was a-okay from all the stuff that i had done in the past yeah and i knew that didn't haunt me anymore yeah Yeah. and you know a lot of people when it comes to salvation they think it's like it's like the the ending point of yeah. their Christian walk. Oh, it's, it's just like the beginning. It's just the beginning, honestly. It's just the beginning. It's you hopping sure. on that boat, getting mm-hmm. ready for the ride. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so a lot of times it's also like, oh, I'll vote for Jesus, you know, mm-hmm. or oh, they'll be in church and they'll hear, um, you know, what salvation is. And like, yeah, I want that for my life mm-hmm. because I don't want to go to hell when I yeah. die, right. of course, right? And so... Yeah, I'll 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 check that off my box. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll get saved, yeah. you know, get quote unquote, going, yeah. you know, and yeah. um, but it, yeah, but salvation is like it's your walk with Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's not just hey, you're my buddy. It's like you like if you don't talk to your if you're you become friends with someone like me and Mahogany, we just became friends like four five months ago. Yeah. But I don't check up on her. I just see her once a week on Sundays. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just see her once a week on Sundays, and I'm just like hey, and I'm just like. Like, and I asked her something, and she's like, I'm not close with you like that. Like, I'm not going to give you this. Like, you know, it, even though Jesus, like, you come to him, he'll give you, but it's the relationship's going to be strained. Yeah. So if you don't check, like, if you don't check in, if you don't spend time with the person you call friend or, you know, your father, mother, you know. Yeah, so. for sure. Um, so since the beginning of the year, I've been on this journey. You know, the start of the new year is always, like, a great time mm-hmm. to be able to like rethink your relationship with God and like what 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 can God bring this year that mm-hmm. that I was lacking last year or, or you know and so I've just really been leaning into um, to just his word and and just Jesus himself okay mm-hmm. like the only thing that I the only thing that I need this year is Jesus yeah mm-hmm. okay do I need food to eat yes do we need money to survive yes mm-hmm. but I really only need Jesus and the reason being is is because salvation is not a thing. Salvation is a person. And I know we mm-hmm. talked about that in church today. Like this uh, like because you're saying that it's it's like your it's like your walk with it's your walk. Yeah. Your salvation's like your walk. Yeah, and I, Yeshua um, Jesus name means salvation. So it's literally that's that, yes. Crazy. Did you find that on Google or Google? Yeah. <laughs> Google. No. <laughs> no. Um, my, my yeah. My dad. He actually, when Moses um, was saying salvation is coming, he was really saying Jesus First. Yeshua is coming. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the devotional that I got, my wife got me a devotional mm-hmm. this year. Um, it's this ministry that I follow out in Orlando, and it's just like they're just incredibly like it's just something God has been doing personally in my life. Well, m- worship personally has been something that's been going on in my life for the last six months or so. Just, just worship and, yeah. and, 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 you know, because he's worthy of our worship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And on January 2nd, it's funny because um, he told me, uh, no, you told me after January 2nd that the topic was going to be salvation. I was like, mm-hmm. interesting, because the devotional I got yesterday was salvation. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And it says he is, he is salvation, and it goes like this. It says, it's, it is wonderful to know God's word and the doctrines of Christianity. His word is the lifeline of the soul, which kind of reminds me of what Mahogany was saying about um, uh, when you were tapping into salvation and you said, um, not lifeline, but something along that. Remember what you said? Oh, when I was describing what salvation is? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I talk so much. I don't even know what I say sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it kind of reminded me of something that you said there. And then it goes on and says, however, the entire point of the scriptures is to be led to Jesus Mm -hmm. by the author, which is the Holy Spirit. Uh, Jesus explains it by saying, you diligently study the scriptures because you think that that by them you possess eternal life. These are the scriptures that testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me to have life. Only a savior can save. Salvation is Jesus himself. 
Salvation has eyes of fire and hair down to his shoulders. Salvation has wounds in his hands and feet. Salvation's side has been pierced so that all that find the door to his heart. Salvation laughs and salvation cries. Salvation has a heartbeat and it yearns for you. Wow. Mm. I was like, what? What? I was rocked. I was rocked. I was rocked because, <laughs> because like what we were saying earlier, the church has such a, a unique way of mm-hmm. using those, those churchy words yeah. for people. Mm-hmm. And when I was presenting salvation today, I was like, wait a minute, I'm going to present it differently now. I'm going to present it as the person. I'm going to mm-hmm. present it as, you know, that he laughs and that he cries because, yeah. uh, because that is our, that he is our salvation. Right? Because if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have salvation. And a lot of people say, like, you know, well, what do I get saved from? You know, like a friend of mine asked me that like, after years. There was, there was years where I, I was good friends with him in high school. Then I saw him a couple years later, and I was already walking with the Lord by this time. And, uh, and he was like, oh, hey, what's up? And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm going to church now. He's like, church? Mm-hmm. He's like, you never went to church? He's like, well, I'm, you know, things are different now. I've. You know, I've given my life to the Lord. I tried to explain it to him. Mm-hmm. But when you're a fiery Christian, a young Christian, mm-hmm. you mess it up sometimes and you yeah. don't really say things the right way. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, in short, I'm saved. Mm-hmm. And he was like, saved? Saved from what? And as a new believer, I didn't have the answer for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But questions like that make us think. Yeah. Like what, it's like, what am I truly saved from then? Yeah. And so as as you get into your word and as you begin to as you begin to walk with Jesus more, you realize that you're saved from an eternity without him. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Because if you perish without him, then the Bible says, you know, the Bible says you're only going to go to one of two places, right? And so there's no one between. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you, you can be in hell, but the realization of knowing that you're completely separated from him for eternity is yeah. there. That's what hell is. Like, I don't know if there's a red suit guy with pitchfork and mm-hmm. burning you over coals. I don't know. But the one thing I do know from Scripture is that you understand that you're completely separated from God. Yeah, and I think right. some people who are like, I'm not afraid to go to hell. Like, I don't care. Like, they think they can handle it when anything that, like, anything good that happens in their life, anything down from their kids or to, like, their husband, wife, like, all that stuff comes from God. So you're going to be without all of that. Anything that God, like, provided, like, for you, like, anything good, even if you didn't know it or realize it, that's going to be wiped from you. So people, like, things that people didn't know that was God or think that was God, that was God, and that's going to be ripped from you. So even the smallest thing, smallest amount of joy, happiness, mm. that's going to be ripped away. And that's what hell is, really. Wow, yeah, yeah. So, um, so Troy, when you were saying that, you know, you're kind of fairly new to all of this. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and I've been part of that walk with you. Right. I baptized you, you know? And so, um, so we, in a short period of time, uh, I've been able to see that transformation. And the reason, and the transformation that I'm seeing is just the growth, right? And because you, uh, do you still mess up? You know, do you still do think we all do, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's, it's, not me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my dad's perfect. Yeah, and see, and so see, so he's perfect. he's lying right now. So, this so is lying, lying is a sin, right? And so he's sitting right in front of us. <laughs> he just proved himself wrong. Yeah. And his daughter, you know, it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's um, but but to see like to see that that transformation, uh, it's knowing that it's only because you understand what the salvation is, right? You understand mm-hmm. that the salvation, now I hope you understand even more about this, that it's a person, mm-hmm. right? And that the person, the person um, has moved in, right? And he moves in through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so now you may be strongerly com- convicted by things that maybe you weren't before, mm-hmm. or, you know, the Holy Spirit's got a great way of flashing red lights at you and neon signs like get out like yeah. you're not supposed to be here not anymore this is who you used to be you know mm-hmm. and uh and so yeah that's that's good what else you got mahogany what else you what, what, are, you, what are you thinking about what uh, else? salvation really yeah. um nothing since y'all talking it sounds good yeah i mean and so, i have like tons of notes but yeah and flow. so 
the other thing that to to really narrow this in that that Jesus is a that salvation is a person this devotion I'm telling you man like I've been wrecked since January mm-hmm. January 1 like the last 7 days of my life have just been wow right and uh and it's literally just these short little things but it's just I think when you we complicate things really much like a lot when it comes to the bible and scripture mm-hmm. and nobody's asking you to be a theologian mm-hmm. and nobody's asking you to be a bible scholar mm-hmm. but i think we feel like that we have to be like in yeah. case somebody well what if i what if somebody asked me and i don't and i don't know the right answer right yeah. well you don't have to know the right answers right you don't always you don't have to become this bible scholar to be mm-hmm. you just have to have him yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and all you, and all you need is 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 him, and uh, on January sixth in the in the devotional, it, it's called "My Eyes Have Seen," and it said this: "All that is heavenly in heaven is because of the presence of Jesus." Play close attention to this verse in Luke twenty in Luke two thirty: "My eyes have seen your salvation." When Mary and Joseph took baby Jesus to the temple to be dedicated, those words came from Simeon, who prophesied through the Holy Spirit about the Christ child. He looked at the person, the baby, and knew he had seen salvation. Because mm-hmm. he said, my eyes have seen salvation. Mm-hmm. And, and it says, when you find him, you have found salvation. When you are praying to, who you are praying to is more vital than your words, but rather remember to whom you are praying. He hears you and sees you. He is a constant guest to all who call upon his name. And he's right here, right now. Just talk to him. Like you'll never, and you'll never be the same. And I was like, well, I never talked, I never started a podcast before. I don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. You know, I just be like, just, I've never prayed before. I don't know what, I don't know what to say. I've never witnessed before. I don't know what to say. And he's, he's like, it's not about the words you say. Yeah. Right. It's about the person that's in you. That's right. going to help you Your say heart, them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so we get, <laughs> we get very fearful and we get stubborn. I think we get stubborn sometimes when God asks us to do something mm-hmm. and we're like, no, Lord. Yeah. But see, the thing is, is that he sees things in you that you've never seen about yourself yet. And so he's challenging you to become, to get out of yourself. Because if you, if we stay in our comfort zones, mm-hmm. our comfort zones can become prison cells if we're not careful. Yeah, because that, that's another way. Sorry, uh, that's another way. I think salvation, you know, helps because usually when you're you're not saved, you're you're in bondage. So there's a part of you that can't come out because it's a part of you that's from God. That's a gift from God. Mm. So and once you're saved, um, I think that God can lead you and, and grow you in that. Especially if you're growing in the Word of God, and God can grow you in that. Like expect, if you're a shy person, but that's probably that's most likely if you're a shy person. It's a lot of times can be a hold from the devil because he doesn't want your voice out there. Because you mm-hmm. could be, you could you could be a very like intelligent intelligent person and your words need to be heard. But the devil knows that and he he's in your ear, and just as much as God wants to be. So because, at, before you're saved, it's pretty much like an it's a battle. Like it's a battle between good and evil. You know, Satan. Even though it's not really much of a battle, it's God, obviously. That's totally KO. Well, it's but a battle between your flesh, fle- yeah, because Satan, your flesh, and when your flesh is your appetite, you always mm-hmm. gonna be hungry because you're always Ooh, gonna want more. Yeah, preach that word. Yeah, yeah, Whoa. yeah, yeah. And you're yeah feeding into your your, your flesh and your body. I wanted to stay stay in my shell, and I'm here doing this. So mm-hmm. um, the, even yeah, so <laughs> right. And my dad, man, my dad too. It's my dad. But that's why it's important to be in your word is because God doesn't want you to stay silent, especially if there's still billions of people who need mm-hmm. salvation. Why would God want you to be silent? So being shy and silent um, is not really a godly characteristic. Like being scared, not be, not just being scared to say something because yeah. fear is not of God. So um, salvation, salvation and that God can help you lead you through that journey. And especially as you grow in your faith and, Grow in your faith, not just say, I'm saved and done deal. You have to keep reading your word, meditate on it, spend time with God. And yeah, just like you spend time with your family. And if you don't spend time with your family, it's a bad analogy. Mm. But, <laughs> but um, so I know, I know like you watch your TV shows or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So I know for me, when I like 
as soon as I got baptized, okay. the next three months were like the hardest months for yeah. me. Yeah. Is it was. I had resorted back to you know, partying my old ways. Yeah. You know, doing stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, being at places I shouldn't have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was just my mental had gone down the drain, and I'm like, all right. I checked off the box, but I never really actually took the step. Yeah. Wow. Because, yeah, it's it's definitely more action than talk. Mm-hmm. A lot more action. So oh, it's, yeah. yeah, it's not going to just be easy peasy, lemon squeezy. It's like you have to work at it just as much as you work at anything else. Because that's the transformation part. Yeah. It's not just, you know, coloring in your little square. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so, salvation doesn't mean you'll never sin again. Right. It just means that you have the... You have the full choice not to. Like mm-hmm. before, before salvation, you literally couldn't because you didn't, like you didn't, you weren't saved. You didn't have Jesus. But now that you, you had do, a ball and chain. yeah, you have you have a choice, and that's the importance of mm-hmm. meditating and reading the Word, so you know that yeah. you can understand that better. Yeah. So, um, what is the first emotion we feel after we sin? Usually. It depends what the sin is because sometimes, like, the phrase, why does it feel good to be bad, like, it's there for a reason because sin can feel good. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it depends on the sin. I think it just depends on the – it might – it'll feel – worse if you know mm-hmm. you won't supposed to be doing it because you say that you're a child of God. There's a thought process before you, you right. Mm-hmm. Like there's some exactly sins, like there's some sins that you don't know you're sin- like in the moment you don't realize it, but there's some big sins like it's a thought process to it. Like I'm thinking this out and I'm especially with lies. Lies like you think about a lie. Right. Like you you, you think you that before you you make up yeah. the story. You like okay this is how I'm gonna do this. So yeah, and see like you can choose your sin. But you can't choose the consequence that comes from yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And there's always a consequence that comes from it. 100%. Um, you also said before, too, about being in your word. Mm-hmm. So what does that look like for you guys? Like, what do you think about, uh, like, being in being in your word? Does that mean, is that, like, a length of time that you have to spend daily in your word? Is it, like, do you, like, how do you get in your word? Or how do you kind of, or try to make it a priority? Um... For me, since I forget a lot, I set a timer. <laughs> I legit set a timer, like read your Bible or something like that. But um, and a lot of times, like if you're, you're saved, God, like you'll get this tiny voice in your head saying, "I need to read my Bible." Something like that will just click. So it's not all the times like you something you plan out. And if you're a planner, that's might something you might need to do. But um, sometimes it's that little voice that you try to ignore. But you know, if you you're not um, that you're saying read your Bible or pray or mm-hmm. do just do something, spend time with me. So yes. yeah, it doesn't always have to be. If you're want, trying to learn, you know, learn more characteristics of Jesus, the Word is the best place to go. But if you can't like read your Bible right there, but you really you really do feel in your heart and you feel convicted, like you need to spend time with God, pray. And if you don't know what prayer is, um, look it up, Google. It's literally just a conversation with God. Like, it doesn't have to be you talking like you're some professor. Like, he's your friend. Just talk to him like he's your friend. He knows your heart. Right. Like, for instance, if you have some coworkers that are getting on your nerves, just be like, Lord, these coworkers is irking me. Please help me out because. (laughs) But the the cool thing is, like, even sitting in silence with him is still prayer. Which is not as easy with what we have now right like i kid you not what was that what was i doing two days ago i think i was like because i'm still reading psalms i'm finally on psalms chapter 22 well now 23 but i was like okay i'm gonna read my bible i kid you not i was like oh wait wait let me go clean the microwave real quick i was like lord i was legit like lord i'm gonna be right back and i'm gonna go clean the microwave and then i was like oh i was like this song sound good let me listen to this song real quick and then i was like oh wait my bad I was like, what was I supposed to do? 15 minutes, 15 minutes yeah. went by. I was like, oh, yeah, I was supposed to be reading my Bible. Oh, okay. Yeah, I left it open. Okay, bad. big G. Let me read my Bible now. Like, legit, like, it's harder to connect with him because our mind is numbed with so many different things now. That can now. also be, I mean, that's also distractions, like, especially when you're you're actively trying to be in your word to be distracted. Yeah. Even, if it's like a, even if it's a good reason. It can even like, be it can your be a great, kids. Yeah, it can like. be a great reason, but you're like, no, I need to, you got to be consistent. You know, I got to stick, I got to read this. At least finish the chapter you're on or something. But Right. Yeah. Because uh, what was it, the, what I do is I just have, I have an audio Bible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, on audio my way Bible to work too, every yeah. morning, 
I yep. plays, you know, four or five chapters. Yeah. And that's how I get my, at least in the morning. Yeah, starting with the word, yeah. Right. Yeah, PTs talked about that, starting mm-hmm. starting your day with the word. Yeah. Not yelling at yeah. people on the road. Yeah, yeah, seriously. I mean, that comes after you read your word. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, because, you know, just like, <laughs> like, like for, for, for me, just the, since the beginning of January, like mm-hmm. just literally reading, and you can see how small these paragraphs are, yeah. have wrecked my life. Yeah. Mm. It's absolutely insane. And it's just because because I'm making the time to do it. Mm-hmm. And another thing that the Lord's kind of wanted me to ask you guys, because you're all young adults here mm-hmm. in, the, in the room today, uh, there's been a lot of times where where people think, oh, I'll do that later. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I'll... I'll start going back to church later. I'm busy right now. I'm in my 20s. I've got stuff going on. I'm in yeah. school or I'm trying to get a job or whatever. I'm with my girlfriend, I'm with yeah. my boyfriend, whatever, whatever. And oh, I'll do that like maybe when I'm 30, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll start taking church mm-hmm. and God seriously. But why do you think that's such an error? Like why is it important to start to be in your 20s and make a decision for for the Lord so early? What? So why is it important to be a Christian from the from when you're younger is the yeah. question. Instead of instead of having um, the attitude of oh, I can just wait on that until later. Because the things that you do in your twenties usually follow you out throughout your life. Mm-hmm. So if you screw up real bad in the twenties, it's gonna affect you. Depending on how bad it is, it could affect you your whole life. Yeah. Um and then you start creating habits in the twenties yeah. that are harder to break when you're older. That's good. Mm-hmm. So if you start with a good habit you're gonna keep that good habit um but if you start with a bad habit mm-hmm. by the time you're 60 you're gonna be setting your ways i mean mm-hmm. 60's not even old but yeah. you know america be aging people like crazy <laughs> like america's way like too yeah, hooked up weird. on trying to stay young it's ridiculous but um yeah so if you get your life right when you younger you don't gotta worry about when you older so yeah it's important to do it when you're younger mm-hmm. just to do you think that do you do you think that there's still like do you think the temptations are less when you get older, so no. than, than than what no. you are younger? I think um, actually since the older you are, the more tech freedom I, like because you know old, you can do more as an adult and mm-hmm. the freedom like you can drive. Your, I'm an adult, and I can't drive, but um, <laughs> you can drive and you can do what you want. You can you have more freedom, you know. 21 is the age you can drink alcohol mm-hmm. and do all that stuff. So I think, and especially if you you don't have kids yet, you just you can indulge more. And especially if you moved out of your parents' house and you can just do whatever you want. You don't have to be home by a certain time. Um, so I think it act, it can't it actually does get harder as you get older because when you're younger, you have your parents still in your yeah. ear. Because um, you're not around people that keep you. Yeah, and there's no account right, 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 right. 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 And I think um, uh, what was the question about? Yeah, it's why we should do it, like, start it as young. Because you don't know if you have a tomorrow. So I think so I'm 18. Right. That, too. So starting as well, starting as old as you can say that you believe that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior and he died for your sins, As I think it's to start as early as that because it's so important. You don't know if you have a tomorrow. You don't know if you'll suddenly wake up one day and you have to go, you go to the doctor's office, you got cancer. You don't know. Mm-hmm. So I think that um, start as early as you can, as early as possible, because you don't know if you'll make it out of your 20s. Say if, yeah. say if you, you go right. you're out your 20s partying and doing all this right. crazy stuff, 29 hits, you got cancer, and you've, like, six months to live. Mm. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and there's, like, there's reckless living that comes along mm-hmm. with being the 20s, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. Especially, like, if you are drinking and then, you know, there's driving involved or yeah. whatever. Which has to be mentally exhausting. Like, do, doing all the things you're supposed to do by society standards of 20, to yeah. me, that seems so exhausting. Mm. <laughs> It wow. seems so exhausting to like want to party every weekend, or it's just oh my gosh, I couldn't. Yeah, and find I couldn't. salvation <laughs> younger, like in your early early twenties, or you know, as again as as early as you can. Um, it's easier for you to maneuver through the world actually, because you don't have to be held by the world's standards. Yeah. So and you don't have to have those you know cliche stories. Um, I did this in my twenties or whatever because mm-hmm. you have you have God. You're like that's all I need. 
and it makes you wise. So much. It makes you wiser, younger. Yeah. So then, when you look at life, you're like, okay, this lady over here, forty something years old, and she's still acting like this. Like it's not, it's not it's to so judge you, yeah, but exactly, like it's not to judge you. It's just to show, like, I know what not to be. So yeah. since I have God center in my life, and I have this word and I have these people feeding me wisdom I know I'm not trying to be like that when I'm 40 50 60 mm-hmm. something because you never grew up like you aged but you didn't grow up the wine the wine <laughs> was fermenting like just because the wine has aged don't mean that it's gonna taste good when you open a bottle like so yeah right, it's were just you, were you placed in the free or the fridge or were you exactly in the sun? exactly <laughs> and I think a lot of like kids um kids these days um they they judge their they can judge their parents because you did this in your 20s and you did this as a teenager exactly. why can't i right. so exactly. and i think i'm um, even holding a standard um for your future kids because the, you know if you get when you get into your word you'll like get to this verse like a good man takes care of his children's children mm-hmm. so you have to be thinking about even though it kind of seems dramatic but it's true the you have to be thinking about your, your grandchildren right you have to be thinking about them and then you have a problem with some parents yeah Okay, so I heard this in a poem, and she was saying my mom act like the God that she was supposed to worship on Sunday. And that's basically saying, like, you'll have parents who are like, don't do this in your 20s because I said so. Okay, well, now I'm going to want to do it because you mm-hmm. didn't give me an answer. It's you didn't give me an explanation. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, I'm not going to listen to what you said. in the Bible, like, God shows us the consequences. Mm-hmm. He shows us what's happened through other characters in the Bible's stories, like the prodigal son. Like, mm-hmm. we have the example of what happened because he did it, because he was mm-hmm. jealous, because yeah. he was like, oh, I want to do my own thing yeah. and be big man on campus. <laughs> like, we mm-hmm. have the example. Yeah. So when you have parents to act like the God they're supposed to worship on Sunday, then of course your child is going to be like, I'm going to be buck wild Mm -hmm. because you didn't give me an answer, so I'm going to go find the answer in the streets. Right, and then they get mad at you for going and doing it. Exactly. And then they're not like supportive and helping out. Like when you fall, they don't bring you back up. Exactly, and the parent can be like, I did these things, but I know that I shouldn't have done. Like Mm -hmm. my mom explained to me some of the stuff that she did, and she was like, but once I got saved, I realized I shouldn't have done those things. Mm-hmm. But oddly, oddly, those things are testimonies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they kind of keep you in check to humble you because you yeah. remembered your past. Right. Yeah, that's why I don't think sometimes uh, parents don't they underestimate how like much kids appreciate when their parents are honest to them. Right. Like my dad, he didn't like he because he knew how evil the world was. So he didn't hold. certain stuff back because I would hear it in school I would hear it on the like if I was like walking on the streets one day like me thinking if I grew up thinking that the world was jolly and everybody was good exactly and and be (laughs) yeah so and (laughs) it would make me turn into like a like demonic like demonic person yeah I I probably wouldn't be a believer if my dad didn't tell me Mm -hmm. the stuff that he told me because I'm like you lied to me my Mm -hmm. whole life saying that this was this and this was that but it's like not. You said it was all peaches and cream, yeah. but, you know. <laughs> the yeah, movies you said, that they got on TV sometimes is like, the preacher's daughter. Yeah, she so, goes mm-hmm. and yeah. off, and then she's like, oh, dad, I'm so Foot sorry. Footloose. Yeah, because you know. if you're, if you're, and telling, and you're. Footloose! <laughs> 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 he just died. That was funny. Come back, come back. <laughs> but it's like, it's like. <laughs> uh-huh. But I mean, for me, it's like all the stuff that I've done in my past, because I've done a lot of stupid stuff, I don't regret it. Yeah. I just learned from it. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest step to take is to learn from what you, from the mistakes that you made. Yeah, that's what telling your testimony is so important right. so people... For, for like people who are trying to either test you on your faith or say mm-hmm. like call it, say you're just trying to be perfect you think you're better than me like no I was just found and saved by mm-hmm. the Savior right. and He changed me right and so, you that and it keeps mm-hmm. you humble you're too just 23 right. chromosomes and it's like <laughs> right. it's like I, I also I, I hate it when people are like you know oh I don't have it you know as bad as some people it's like. But it's still your testimony. Your yeah. somebody else's bad. Right. What you handle may be something somebody else couldn't handle. Mm-hmm. So 
again, you're just 23 chromosomes. Right. Like, it's like we're all human. We all make mistakes. We're all stupid. Right. right. <laughs> we're in a fallen world. We're right. all broken people. But the goal for some, not for all, but mm-hmm. for some, hopefully one day for all, but I don't know, <laughs> is salvation. And I never, honestly, I never saw it from the point of view that salvation was a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but now that you know it's a now that I know it's a person, it is more clear to me because you can just be like salvation, and like me, I googled the word. I in the when I googled the definitions, it didn't say like it's a person. It said matter of fact, hundred percent. It says preservation or deliverance from harm, ruin, or loss. And then the second definition, the theology definition. Deliverance from sin and its consequence believed by Christians to be brought about by faith in Christ. But it never says, like, it is Christ. Mm-hmm. So then you're like, okay, That's so insane. I'm just being rescued. Mm-hmm. Like, then you're still like, well, one and what? done. Well, like, right. Like, yeah. you're having an error in your mind. Like, like, so yeah. where do I go from here? So the salvation, salvation is really. Him calling you into a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Right. And then when you receive that, when you accept that, you are now you are now walking with him. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason why, like earlier we were talking about, should it be the reasons why I should have my salvation earlier in life, yeah. especially in your 20s, is because he's trying to get a hold of your generation mm-hmm. because he's bringing generational curses mm-hmm. like the breaking mm-hmm. of generational mm-hmm. curses with that salvation yeah. and so now he's taking your generation and he's going to create a whole new generation yeah. out of your generation yeah. so the kids that you have see yeah. the responsibility is heavy yeah like you guys are like oh you know i have my salvation and I'm, we're talking about it today yeah. but you have to also understand this is now something the lord is expecting you yeah. to pass on mm-hmm. to your children yep right and that's and and that's uh you know, for me, because if I look back on the men in my life, like on my dad's side of the family, none of them were believers. Mm-hmm. And then the Lord chose me yeah. to break that generational curse, gave me two sons, mm-hmm. okay? I have a younger brother mm-hmm. who has also been affected by those same generational curses in our in our bloodline. He's in his 30s, gave him a son, Right. And so, I mean, we could have had girls, but mm-hmm. it, it's like the Lord did boys on purpose yeah. mm-hmm. because he was like the next generation of men coming mm-hmm. from your last name bloodline yeah. are now going to be men who walk with literally me. Literally, mm-hmm. my amazing. mom. Literally, my mom. Her mom? No. Her mom's mom? No. Mm. Like, that's why it's so heavy with females in my family. My, me, and my sister. Like, literally, same exact thing. Mm. Same thing. <laughs> and it's crazy, and it's like, but it was like when I realized that that's what God was doing, I was like, dude, that's a that's a big responsibility mm-hmm. you're putting on me, man. Yeah. Like, I, I that like you're like now you're choosing me to mm-hmm. break bloodline curses in my family. Yeah. For generations. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, how am I gonna do that, Lord? Yeah, you know? and it's also, um, you know, in my family, both sides of my family, they both, you know, they both claim to be believers and but there's like the certain type of believer or Christians per se that they just say they are but they don't actually act anything like it yeah. so and that's on my mom's side of the family and um, and it's they like they say they read their Bible they say they pray and they say they do this but they don't act it at all They're, there's no Christ like characteristics mm-hmm. in yeah. them and it's just an all mouth talk so, they talk the talk don't yeah. walk the walk so and that's what it is and it's okay like i'm going through a phase like breaking off trying to break off um because it's not healthy for mm-hmm. anybody mm-hmm. for me for my future family because toxicity so it's okay to break off if you feel like somebody's like affecting your salvation or affecting your mental health and your walk with god in general mm-hmm. and your and your because you know me i have to think about my kids and my grandkids so if you feel like somebody in your family is affecting that, it's okay to cut them off. And that's what I've been trying to learn. Wow. Yes, so. it is okay to have boundaries. Mm-hmm. You are very valid to your boundaries. That's so crazy that, that you said that. that. Because mm-hmm. when you talk about salvation as a person, mm-hmm. like the depth that he will go yeah. to save you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's really weird. Like Literally Jonah just, in the well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah, brother, 
from your own family, saving you from your own thoughts. Like, usually when stuff's jacked up in our life, we'll give ourselves a pass. Like, it's okay when we mess ourselves over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We want to be saved from other people messing up ourselves mm-hmm. up. Exactly. But then <laughs> we give ourselves a pass. Yeah. Salvation doesn't stop there. Mm-hmm. It's like trying to get us right, too. Yeah. Right? yeah. And so it's like saving you from your family, saving you from your own decisions. You can be your own worst enemy. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's that's pretty much, you know, know, kind of my testimony is I was in complete isolation. I was in an apartment by myself at 18 through like 19, 20. Mm -hmm. And I had nobody. It was an old tractor shed next to the place I went and drank every weekend. Um, And just so happened randomly I get found in a parking lot by some people I used to go to uh, uh, youth group the youth group leaders at another church that I went to and I went more for just hanging out in the social aspect with the mm-hmm. friends not really following all the you know God stuff but it was like you're coming to church right and I'm like eh. <laughs> it was like you're coming to church I'm like all right I'll give it a shot because mm-hmm. in my heart I knew I needed a change one of scenery, you know, instead of looking at a bedroom wall, just thinking of my thoughts. Wallowing in self-pity. <laughs> Wallowing in self-pity. Um, so then you come you come to refresh, Yeah. and then I'm dropping those words, you know? And right. it's like, be, because the whole the whole reason is, is because you were ordained by God mm-hmm. to be here. So that was set up before the Moors even got to you at the mm-hmm. gas station. That was actually set up in your isolation. It was actually, if let's go even further back, it was actually set up when you were conceived mm-hmm. that the Lord was going to get your heart. And uh, and you just needed the opportunities. You just needed, you know, the, the place to go to, to be able to, to get that, to get that, that, that word, you know, mm-hmm. so. <laughs> it's just crazy when you think about it. Oh, that. yeah. It's it was... crazy when you think about it that way. Like, that's, that's what I mean about yeah. death. That it'll go like, to orchestrate. It's like he will pull you out of the lowest lows. And like I said today, too. As long as you're too. open and receiving, though. Right. And like I said right. today, too, like he's, salvation is at the door knocking because he's at the door knocking. Yeah. He's All a person do knocking. Open it up. But he's such a gentleman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That he's not going to kick his way in like a dirty salesman Man, selling, you know, in, vacuum please. cleaners or something. Can I come into the out now? <laughs> Can, Can I come, I come into the, the out, out now? <laughs> but, then, but then hold on, baby, right? Like mm-hmm. fasten your seatbelt if you're going to open that door. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. But this, this is why I think it's so um, sad when believers like abuse the beauty of that relationship mm. because – the, the fact that people are running from something, you know, you're not going to find it. And I, I, I guess uh, this is where statements like this can get you in trouble, but, but you're not going to find it at the bottom of a bottle, right? You're not going to find it at the, at the end of some drug or, or, or you know, uh, addiction and things like that. I think that's the scary part, is that you, when, you start, when you start wanting to see uh, that the, the elements of salvation, you know, uh, are so precious that you would think people would celebrate it and run to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's really unfortunate when believers mishandle it and use it to become superior. Oh, boy. That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Righteous yeah. pride. Exactly. Oh, That's Righteous real pride, yeah. dangerous because you think that you um, you helping the Lord and you're really not. Like you're, and it's tricky because it's it's just another way the enemy can get in, manipulating the mind to thinking, you're thinking you're in control, and mm-hmm. the enemy's like, oh, oh no, baby, I got the, I got them reins. Like, like you, you mm-hmm. thought, no, yeah, that like you got the bridle right whole, in your mouth. It's like, well, let's let's whole another the podcast. Right a bit, you know? <laughs> it's like let's go down this path, you know. Right, mm-hmm. yeah, and that can make people be like, I don't want to be a Christian if you're going to be all mm-hmm. shoving a scripture down my throat and fire and brimstone. So, yeah, that's just, and that's something that people don't think they have to pray about. But you have to pray about your vocabulary so you know what type of words you're using because with different people, you got to use mm-hmm. different words. With different people, you have to talk different ways. And if you're not skilled in that and you just think that, again, like, because I'm saved, I know everything, you, you, you. 
you're gonna get hit by <laughs> a reality check because <laughs> you're either gonna stick to your ways and then it's gonna be that day and the lord was like you were not a good and faithful servant which my goodness and that's why mercy you on you make sure you're, you're gonna get yeah. yourself in check and yeah, if you're, you're listening to the holy spirit is because he'll guide you in your words and like right. when you're talking to you feel if you're feeling if conviction or if you're feeling the holy spirit pressing on you they have to talk to this person he'll give you the words and the ways to do it so it won't be you so mm-hmm. and the crazy thing is about like about the holy spirit is is that well first of all he's a person right yeah. mm-hmm. and so when jesus is knocking at the door and you open it he now gives you himself mm-hmm. and not only around us but within us yeah. and now it's like so you open up the door and you let him in and it's like you inhale this breath that mm-hmm. he gives he breathes this breath on you and he's giving you the spirit just like just like he breathed the breath into Adam mm-hmm. he gave him spirit and that's you know and then the holy spirit like ooh and now you're like okay now wait a minute now that's where the conviction starts to come now that the change starts to come now i realize okay i'm not perfect i still mess up i still screw up um, but you know, because even you know, Paul, Paul would Paul said that if you, okay, so does that mean I can keep living like the devil? Basically, I'm saved, but can I keep mm-hmm. living like the devil? Can mm-hmm. I keep sinning? No, because sin can't enter heaven. Mm-hmm. So, it's no. And if you're truly, I think if you're truly saved, um, you wouldn't want to keep sinning. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, if you're truly saved, you wouldn't want to keep sinning. So it's not something you're trying to do. So before, when I asked the question, like, what is that first emotion? You said regret. Yeah. And it's also cu- it's also coupled by guilt. Mm-hmm. Like guilt, you yeah. feel very guilty now when yeah. we sin. See, sinners who don't know, like, we can't, and, and we can't, especially if, pe- if like people who don't know who the Lord is come into mm-hmm. our church. Right. Like we can't expect them to just catch it. Mm-hmm. Like to be just beyond board with yeah. us, like, right? Mm-hmm. Right on the tracks. You know? Yeah, like sinners sin. It's mm-hmm. what they do, because they don't they don't have the guilt or the mm-hmm. remorse or the regret, and that comes from yeah. it only comes from Holy Spirit. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that is absolutely bonkers. But because before, I I had a recognition of who God was. Like I knew Jesus died on the cross for my sins. That was taught to me in the church I grew up in. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until I actually made him, made him the Lord of my life, yeah. right? And when you make him the Lord of your life, now everything is his. Yeah. Your money, your time, your job, everything. And, uh, and he's, you know, and like before I was like, this, this is a big deal, Lord. Like how do I take on this new responsibility of changing generational culture for my family? And the verse that I shared today, like the verse that they just, when he just spoke to me the other day, that's Psalm 23, 26, where it says, um, dear son, give me your heart. And I said, my son, give me your heart and let your eyes observe the things I do. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? Oh, <laughs> like the pressure is off of me. Mm-hmm. Like the pressure is like, okay, do I still worry about my kids? Yes. You know, do I worry? Like, you know, they, four of them went to Baltimore yesterday to see them play the Steelers in the Ravens game. And they were gone all day driving in, in, in range. I'm praying like, Lord, keep them safe. Like, you know, do I worry about them? Yes. But I also have to understand that I just have to watch what God's going to do. You know, and I think for you all, it's like, give them your heart. Scary. Mm-hmm. Yes intimidating of course right but give him your heart he won't break it i promise yeah Mm -hmm. and he won't break it and and he's just like then sit still and watch what i'm gonna do Mm -hmm. let me ask this question so when you said um when you said like what you were saying about how sinners don't know they sin so okay so or do you think they do i mean i think well i think kind of because well, with guilt. So I think they can have guilt, but they don't they don't go to God when they have their guilt. They go mm-hmm. to something else. Like for example, 
when a spouse cheats on another spouse. They have the guilt because they're like, oh, crap. Like, did I really do this? Mm -hmm. And then where do they put that guilt? Like, they don't know that they can put that guilt in God. So then they put that guilt in. I'm going to buy this person gifts. Mm -hmm. I'm going to spend more time with this person. Mm -hmm. I'm going to buy flowers. I'm going to give Mm -hmm. them words of affirmation because they think they can make up for that. When Mm -hmm. reality is you need to say what you did. You need to hold yourself accountable for it. And you need to ask God and that person for forgiveness, but you have to forgive yourself. So I think the problem is that when you don't have self-forgiveness, you're going to have guilt without realizing that you have guilt. And then some people know they have the guilt, so they self-sabotage. I think that's what self-sabotage comes from, by having guilt, but you don't know where to direct it. Then what's the the difference, the the guilt that a Christian feels? Like what's the, the like what's guilt that, that a Christian that feels, I feel as if they, depending on how strong they are in their faith, they know that God already forgave you for the sins that you would do in the future, but you have to be the one to go back and connect with him mm-hmm. and to have another relationship. Yeah. Because you can say God forgave me, but if you didn't forgive yourself, then you're inevitably going to go back to the ways that you were doing because you're not giving yourself the self-love that God wanted you to have so that you could extend your love to God and to others. Yeah, yeah I agree with um, both of you because some people, like, you know, there's those minor sins. They're big sins, but um, they, they, <laughs> they seem minor to the world, to people yeah. who aren't saved. Like the, I can do what I want till I'm in my 20s. I'm young. I can, I have to live my life. I have to have these dumb experiences when you really don't have to, which a lot of them are considered sinful. Mm-hmm. So I think they think that just having fun. And if you look up the definition of fun, it means to be make a fool of. Mm-hmm. So um, like they think it's just something that people do in their 20s, but it's a lot of times it's sin and they just think they're having fun and nothing can go wrong and nothing's coming bad is coming from that. So I think, in a sense, they don't know that they're sinning. But um, like when you do big things, like big things like cheating and stuff like that, like they'll feel guilt. But I think that's coming from themselves. I don't think. But Christians, they know it's coming from conviction. It's coming from God. There you go. That's what Christians. That's the difference. I think that's the big difference is that they know it's coming from God mm-hmm. and um, not just somewhere in the universe. So, yeah. so an unbeliever who sins doesn't really feel the conviction. Yeah. But they can't feel guilt. Yeah. 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 They're like, man, and, and I probably shouldn't have done that. Bigger, but they don't feel right. They yeah. Know, yeah. So they don't know what it is. Yeah. It's like you got that, you got that feel- pressure <laughs> at the door of being like, come on, just open it. Yeah. 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 But they step back. Because yeah. you also can't run around with like the, the thoughts of, you know, oh, I have grace, so I'm, I'm good. Mm. You know, That's sloppy grace. Yeah. Sloppy grace. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, oh. Oops, I cheated on so and so, but I'm 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 saved. I have right, grace, yeah. you know. Because right. it's like you're like you say, it's a transformation when you start that walk. Mm-hmm. It's changing yourself to live better and live more righteous. Righteous, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you keep thinking like that, like I have grace up until up until, and you keep sinning up until the, mm. your very last breath. And then you real, and you wonder why, like when you're meeting God, he's not letting you in. Right, right. Like you're like, what? You have grace. What are you talking about, man? Like, it's like, I <laughs> said you were my savior. I'm hearing this. Like I get the headphones literally because I'm hearing everybody <laughs> in my head. And what's so creepy is how we sold the, like, you have to be 18 to buy cigarettes, mm-hmm. you have to be 18 to make decisions, you're 18 to be an adult. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be 18 to go to hell. Yeah. Right. And yep. we've kind of sent that of message that, mm-hmm. like, that adulthood yeah. is what we say adulthood no. is. It's really about when God says Mm-mm. you can manage yep. guilt and conviction. If you can say, if you can ask for salvation as a 13-year-old, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's like you need something to save from, so you can go. Yeah. So, like the way we even manage this concept, like salvation, obviously is so serious that Mm -hmm. you know we have to reconsider, you know, how we even present it to young adults, like 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 young people, because if we're selling the idea like, oh yeah, you you need to be eighteen, like okay, you're you're, like that's that's even weird. It's, It's like scary. Because so many people formulate their ideas of what's uh, what God considers sin, mm-hmm. one, without referencing God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So it's like, well, yeah. what do I feel good about? What do mm-hmm. I feel bad about? And so... What's my perspective? Yeah, what's my perspective? What's my moral? Yeah. Without even checking to see what yeah. God says. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that becomes creepy by itself. But then this idea that... Because when I start thinking about, like, how... how like even with, with me and the lifestyle that I lived at such a young age, mm-hmm. I was out there on some John Wick crazy <laughs> stuff. Not John Wick. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm hanging out. I'm in church, <laughs> hanging out with the mafia. I'm seeing it all, and I'm, and I'm going, you know, that's why it was so easy for me to, to, to connect with God at a young age because I'd already seen how crazy the world was. Mm-hmm. But then I, it just hit me right now, and we're listening to everybody like, yeah, when we say young adult, what are we, are we actually talking about 18? You know, as if... As really? If, you know, as, they can understand, yeah, honestly. As, as if you don't need it at 16. Yeah, yeah. right, right, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we're specifically here at Refresh where we have our young adults group, which is, you know, 18, 19 tw- through 29, mm-hmm. right? But but there are there are people above 29, right? That, <laughs> that like what Faith is saying, aren't grown up. I mean, mm-hmm. that, ma- that mahogany said, like, you may mm-hmm. be growing up, but you're not growing, mm-hmm. you know? And then you also have, like, younger people that are still, you know, kind of, like, so, so it, I mean, it, it's, it's hard. I mean, it's, it's a blessing that we have so many young adults here and that, that, yeah. that, it, that, you know, that the heart for God is, is, is here for the young adults, but we also have to keep an eye on other, the, the other influence. influence. Yeah. 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 Cause it's like, like that, I think that's what's freaking me out right now is the amount of ungodly influence that's aiming at yeah. 16, 17, 18. You it's know? all yeah. in the pocket. It's all yeah. right here. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah. wow. Right on your phone. Yeah. It's so easy. Yeah. It's so yeah. easy just to not do good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, what comes to mind is like, you know, that story of a couple of years ago where that girl was texting her boyfriend to like kill himself. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was all through text messaging. Yeah, yeah, oh, wow. yeah. That's a Hulu original now. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's crazy. And, and that's what I'm saying is that, you know, you talked about being isolated. And I'm like, wow, man, he was saved from isolation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then, you know, being saved from, you know, fear, being saved from. So it's like he, he as salvation, you know, of course he would want to save us when we're young as well. And so, but the, the I guess with the media is has just been this selling point of you have a right to your sin because you're young. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a lot of um, a reason that God wants like kids, the kids' minds, and as they get older, younger, because um, you, you have more opportunity to lead other people to Him. Mm-hmm. And it's just like if you're acting up and you're um, 16, if you're acting up and being crazy and wild at 16, when you could have been, you know, saved and you could have been, you know, walking with God and you could have led all the 16-year-olds in your group, mm-hmm. but instead you're acting just like them and now you can't lead them until you're much older. So it's just like because, you know, you can't try to lead them and still act like them. Oh, right. <laughs> so. right. And, you know, part of that isolation part, too, is that um, not only was he saved from isolation, he was saved from the devil's plan yeah. because the devil the devil's plan is for isolation mm-hmm. for all mm-hmm. believers. Yeah. You know, that's why I like, oh, you don't really need to go to church. Just stay home in your pajamas today. Like anything yeah. the enemy can do to get you isolated from God's people, mm-hmm. he'll, he'll do it. Yeah, even, yeah. even the, on, even the online church, like it's kind of like, I know it's good, like for people yeah. who genuinely can't make it, but I think it's still kind of like, if you can make Some it a church, make it a church excuse. because the fellowship that happens yes. at church, it yes. just gives you a little extra kick. Yeah. So for sure. For sure. Like, you know, because you never know who needs that hug mm-hmm. or same with somebody who needs, you know, we always say, you know, meet and greet somebody to come to church yeah. with or mm-hmm. tell them how good they look today. Like yeah. that, you may be the important. only it's like, person that said you yeah. look good, you yeah. know? Like, it's right. like, especially with the, uh, like our age group, mm-hmm. with the young adults, um, it's hard kind of to talk to people mm-hmm. about, you know, the issues that you go through. And sometimes it feels like it's like, oh, I'm too far gone. Yeah. You know, it's like, but look at and just and just look at the challenges that the Lord is putting in front of you all, mm-hmm. because there's been some new new young adults that have been coming, yep. and now He's saying, "Okay, get out of your clique, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh huh, and say hi to somebody, right? Yep. 
And like it's it's a bad thing if there's four or five of you in a circle and one young adult is still sitting by themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're like that's not like there's it's, we've got to work at you know s- spreading it out and that's like the Lord's going to start getting us out of our comfort zone mm-hmm. and Holy Spirit's going to remind you talk to this person or mm-hmm. you get like the promptings of the Holy Spirit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like because because it's that's not that's not the enemy. Like the enemy's yeah. not the one telling no, you to but, make a friend. Yeah, you know? but that can be the enemy bringing isolation in the church. So isolation doesn't always happen out of the church. I have experienced isolation in the church. For example, we just going to go example. Let's say you go to a church and you're a single mom and everybody else in the church is married. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but now there's an automatically a division of judgment so you know because you have right you have you're in a couple so you have somebody else to help the kid when you're doing something so let's say the single parent wants to do this thing well let's say the cup the married people of the group they say oh let's do this and the single parents like i'm literally a single parent i can't just jump and do this like you have someone to help you i don't that creates isolation because you're not being aware of the blessing privilege that you have for God to meet your person, but you're also not taking into consideration the person who hasn't had that opportunity yet or had it, but stuff went sideways. So isolation can come into the church because the enemy knows the Bible too. And a lot of people don't realize the enemy knows the Bible because then he can get to you mm-hmm. because you can twist be like, exactly. Mm-hmm. He can twist it. He's a mass manipulator. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That just made me think that yeah. exactly. You know, because when when um, when the serpent said to Eve, you know, well, eat 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 this, mm-hmm. and she's like, not oh, God that. said, yeah. you know, God said, no, don't don't do it, and he's like, mm-hmm. did he really? Mm-hmm. Did he really say? Mm-hmm. But they didn't like, you know, like he, they did oh, die a spiritual death. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. so, they lost each other. So a lot of people, it's right? Like you, they did. They were not cut off completely, mm-hmm. but you know, as close as they were, like mm-hmm. it was pretty. It was a fall. Like it was a fall. It was a drop. To die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, eventually, yeah, eventually they would have. Yeah, I mean it's it's a good. Yeah. I just wanted to say real quick, what's what's the guy's name? Zach. We just call him Zach, right? Zach. Zach. Okay. Zach. We just call him Zach. Zach. Mr. Z. So. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, the key is. There's there's an old song if you want to listen to it. It's an old song. Okay. I don't know, when I was a a kid, something about Zacchaeus climbing the tree. Okay, the irony of him also is that he's a tax collector, but his name means pure and innocent. So that means that from birth, he was ordained by God to be a child of God because his name literally means pure and innocent. From worldhistory.org, Greek version. So, <laughs> and, and, the cra- and the crazy thing is, his salvation showed up at his house. Exactly. Like, and, and salvation yeah. said, you're going to eat with me today. Yep. Yeah, he was the and dude. life's going to be different. Just trying to see what's going on in the crowd. He had to climb a sycamore tree. Didn't we talk about sycamore and fig trees, too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I feel like, didn't we talk about that? Like, how significant they were? He just happened to be in that. gene or whatever of a tree Mm -hmm. and then it just went from there so like even the tree itself played a huge part in that story i just found that very interesting deep dive you know before we wrap up i think we all we we have to be extremely um grateful Mm -hmm. for salvation yeah yes and just uh extremely um excited yeah about it and to know that Hey, we don't have to share a doctrine with people. Mm-hmm. We just have to share with the person. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Share love. Yeah. And you're not alone. Mm-hmm. You're not alone. So right. don't don't feel like you're the only one. Yeah. Well, we're gonna finish each episode with a final word from each person. Janine, so who wants to start? Just like a final summary. Just something to tell somebody who's listening. Just to okay. Um, you're loved, you're valued, you're allowed to have the boundaries that you need so that you can grow closer to God. And, um, if anything comes into your life and harms your peace, then it's not worth it. Protect your peace. Yeah. 
uh, what she said. So, <laughs> Troy, I'm, I know, but um, like I said, you're, you're not alone. And if you feel alone, find a, if you're by yourself, find a church home, find some type of fellowship with people who are trying to get in their word and trying to, or already in their word, someone you can um, learn from. Um, but you're not alone in your faith. You're not alone in this world. There's 7,000 more like you. No one is too far gone. Life may be pulling you through the muck and the deepest pits, but it's temporary. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, just God loves you so much. And uh, so much that that he took he took our sins upon himself uh, on the cross and is now offering himself to us mm-hmm. so that we don't have to do life alone mm-hmm. so that we don't have to be in isolation and um, yeah I mean find a good Bible believing church mm-hmm. and um, don't be don't be intimidated uh, there's some really great churches out there mm-hmm. and uh, if you're local or fresh community church come check us out woot woot. 1313 Burn Street. 1313 Burn Street, Chesapeake, <laughs> Virginia. Yep. Meet every Sunday at 11. Mm-hmm. And I'd uh, love to get to know you some more.